106.9. Fairly uh, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is our last week of one-hour shows. <laughs> and then we're turning everything off. We- <laughs> <laughs> is that where you're going? We-, we know how excited Eric is to get back to football season. Mm. Uh, we're back to two hours starting next Monday on August 2nd. That is when NBA free agency starts. The NBA draft is this Thursday night. Where will Namiish Keta land is the big question here around Cash Valley and for Aggie fans all around. He had workouts with the Lakers uh, as, as one of the teams. He had a couple of workouts with two Eastern Conference teams as well. Um, and from what I've been told, they all have been impressed with him so far. Pretty significant trade today in the NBA relating to the draft. The Memphis Grizzlies make a trade with the New Orleans Pelicans. I didn't hear this. Yeah. Um Jonas Valanciunas from Memphis goes to uh, New Orleans, and uh, Adams it goes the other way. Um, and then was it uh, Eric Bledsoe was involved in the trade, and then picks are also involved in the trade. So uh, the f- real uh, first significant movement ahead of the NBA draft, which takes place later this week. So here it is. Uh, you're right. Memphis is finalizing a trade to send uh, Jonas Valanciunas and the 2021 17-51 picks to New Orleans for Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and 2021 pick 10-40. and 40. Holy crap. And a protected 2022 first-round pick by the Lakers. What in the world? An interesting move. It does um, – part of the reason that, that I was reading uh, to, it, what it does is it helps – create some cap room for New Orleans. Um, I think they really want to try to keep uh, Lonzo Ball, um, and it creates uh, an opportunity for, oh, was it, uh, oh, no. was it Memphis trying to go after Kyle Lowry, perhaps? You know, I can't remember what I read now. But uh, anyway. No you're, no, you're right. You're actually spot on, actually. Sorry, Eric. I got distracted by uh, a tweet that a producer just put out for absolutely no reason at all. <laughs> um, so please forgive me. It's pertinent. Uh, yeah. We will get to that in just a little bit. No, you're right, though. So what they are trying to do, and you nearly nailed it word for word, is creating calorie uh, cap space uh, for August that allows him to sign a full offer sheet for Lonzo Ball, but then open up some money market for Kyle Lowry in trying to intrigue and interest him uh, to come over to New Orleans. And then they, they, they like that the uh, the space that Valentunas brings on the floor compared to Steven Adams. So Yeah, that makes a ton of sense because uh, Steven Adams, like, he plays in the post like exclusively. And he and uh, Zion Williamson are really taking up the same space. They're breathing the same oxygen. So you need somebody who can stretch the floor, draw somebody out, uh, and let uh, Williams do what he does best I- in the post. But the other thing that's cool, Adams going to Memphis, we can call him Grizzly Adams. Man, you've been saving that since that 4 cool? o'clock, haven't you? He is perfect. I mean, he's got the beard. I like it. He's got the uh, attitude. I like it. Don't I support like it, Eric. He fits Cody. in with Don't support this, Cody. No, Don't I like do it. it. You know I like better. It. You know better. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so a little excitement today ahead of the trade, to, uh, the uh, NBA draft, which is coming up. But... Some other big things happening today. Uh, the Mountain West, the, I don't know what's going on over here, but the Mountain West issuing you. a statement about this conference realignment <laughs> business where because Big 12 uh, was officially put on notice today by both Texas and Oklahoma uh, for their intent to, uh, to to leave, saying they're going to relinquish their, their rights uh, as uh, when their deal expires here in just a few years. So... 
They officially put the conference on notice so that things can start to proceed in a more official manner with them exiting and divorcing themselves from the Big 12. And so the Mountain West issuing a statement today Okay, so <laughs> in response to all of this. Yeah, so here's here's the thing. It's like the Mountain West is like, yeah, we know what's going on. If there's anything that happens, we'll let you know. That's all we got to say right now. Like, it was just no, but that. I think there was We're some saying in- a lot without saying anything. No, I think they did say something though that's worth noting, and I don't happen to have Here, I've got it. the oh, statement ow. in front of me. You had it, and then you you're like Dude, in love no, with blame, Skip Bayless, so you keep Cody. watching him. Blame Cody. Has but I think it's worth <laughs> reading verbatim what the Mountain West said today, if you can. Yeah, here we go. So the Mountain West has quote. The Mountain West immediately engaged when we became aware of the potential for conference realignment that has included gathering information over the past few days from across across the industry. And earlier today, our board of directors and director of athletics convened to evaluate that intelligence and discuss next steps. Our intent is to actively appraise various scenarios, identify potential opportunities, and take actions which can positively impact the trajectory of the conference and our member institutions. We will do our work confidentially. And our only comments, uh, and only comment further as appropriate or necessary. That's by the Mount West Conference Commissioner Craig Thompson, or Craig Thompson, aka Stuart Buchanan. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm sure he's that office has been hit like a lot. Every conference has been asked for comment. Uh, what's this? Gonna, how's this going to affect your your conference and your member institutions? So I I applaud them for issuing a statement, but it also kind of indicates to me that they are not going to sit idly by because that's happened before with the Mountain West and it's gotten sticky. And that, I think, the way I interpret that statement is that the Mountain West is going to be proactive in a new era of realignment and consolidation. But I think they have to be because they're going to be, some of their schools could be targeted. Now, according to Ross Dellinger of SportsIllustrated.com, he has noted that SEC presidents have called a meeting for Thursday. Texas and OU took the first step in joining the league today, as you mentioned, Eric, in regards of, uh, I guess, axing their media rights after 2025. The second step is applying for membership, which is expected but hasn't yet happened as of Monday, 3 o'clock Eastern. The third step, the SEC presidential vote. Uh, Let me ask you, Eric... Look, we know how this is going to affect the SEC. Like, it's going to make it a bolder, bigger. I also kind of laugh at it, too, because Texas hasn't won their own conference since, like, 2009. So now they're going to go to the SEC where Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia have all been vying for that spot to own the conference, and it's been going, like, just pit bull dogs instead of little yappers, like, you know, chihuahuas. These are pit bull dogs that you're facing now. What makes it, like, what attracts Texas to the SEC where you're going to just be in, uh, it's like death row gauntlet every single week in football. Here, um, I, I tweeted out a link to this. Uh, there was, a, I think it was USA Today, put together revenues of institutions w- w- which will and can provide revenues and expenses. Private institutions don't have to do it, so they withhold that information. But if Texas and Oklahoma do in fact join the SEC, Seven of the top 10 revenue-generating schools will all be in the SEC. It's not about competitiveness. It's not about rivalries. It's about money. It always has been. So don't let's not worry and bother ourselves about who they'll have to go up against and how hard the competition will be. 
It's all about the dollar. If Texas and Oklahoma, I, I feel like we need to repeat that. If Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC, seven of the top 10 gener revenue generating schools in America will be in the SEC. Texas is number one. What is that? Like $129 million? Yeah. Some ridiculous number. So, and, and can we rewind back to, I, I can't remember when this was, man. Like five years ago, maybe it was four or five years ago. When the Big 12 did talk about, like, expanding their conference and, I mean, just teased and just dragged along BYU on, along for the ride. And BYU just ate everything in its trail to being a part of the Big 12, and then it snapped in half. Do you think the Big 12, or I mean, excuse me, do you think BYU, Cincinnati, Boise State maybe in that conversation are like, boy, are we glad we didn't make that move? I mean, is there, I mean, or is there a sense of, like, relief of, whew, dodged a bullet? Well, maybe, but had the Big 12 taken that initiative forward and did do an, an expansion, maybe they wouldn't be in the situation they're in they today. Are now. Interesting. Really interesting. They, they have been in a, at a disadvantage since Nebraska left. They have been the smaller uh, conference of these power conferences. And they, in 2000, was it 2016? Mm -hmm. When they looked like they were going to take some steps to be on par with these other power conferences, but they didn't. Yeah, they instead said, "You know what? We have a smaller pie that we're we're going to keep. We don't need to divide it up into smaller pieces. Let's keep larger pieces for each one of our member institutions." But over time, you know, they've been getting kind of left behind on some other things, and so Texas and Oklahoma are finally saying, "No, we're going somewhere else." Um, before we go any further, I want to open up our text line, 435-339-0321 to be a part of our Guild Mortgage text line conversation, 435-339-0321. I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked all of Twitter world, um, and I got a bunch of responses from it, and I ask our listeners listening right now into the Full Court Press, again, you can text in 435-339-0321, but Eric, Boise State. How much are they are of a serious player to go to the Big 12? Is there enough attraction like either way from Big 12 to Boise State or Boise State to the Big 12? Is there enough attraction that Boise State becomes a legitimate threat that they could lead this conference? And and then my I guess my part two question is what happens to the Mountain West Conference after that? No, I think it's a fair question. I think that's what's on a lot of people's minds around here when you talk about conference expansion and consolidation. I think the first two schools that people think of that could be on the loose, um, that could be uh, you know go somewhere else, would be Boise State and San Diego State. But I think the Big Twelve, I really think it comes down to the Big Twelve and the American Athletic. Now there's a CBS report saying the American Athletic they could be the aggressors and they could gobble up the Big Twelve, the leftovers. But I think it could also go the other way, where the Big Twelve is going to be looking at trying to. Preserve the name of the Big 12. Preserve its corridor of schools where they are right now. And pick up some schools out of the AAC. One, to give a school maybe a little bit closer to West Virginia so they're not so much out on an island, uh, but also to maintain that stronghold in Texas. and Because uh, those are the, the revenue-generating schools from the AAC. They're, they're top schools are a lot higher than the Mountain West. So it's it's not about you know what what are our good regional rivalries like I talked about it's all about money. 
who what are the better assets? What is the better market for these conferences to be in? Houston, way more appealing than Boise. Cincinnati, way more appealing than Boise. Certainly San Diego State. Yeah, but does the Big 12 say, yeah, let's go to the farthest school we possibly can regionally, all the way to Cincinnati to have them be a part of our conference? West Virginia is even farther. I think West Virginia ends up in the ACC, by the way. I know that there's talk about that, and it seems like an obvious thing to say. But I, I think it's a big note to also put in there that West Virginia fits really well into that ACC conference, both basketball and football-wise. Um, so, you're right. So, yeah, you're right. West Virginia is a part of that conference. I think that changes when this realignment does happen. I think it's more likely that the Big 12 finds replacements than the AAC attracts those schools to yeah. go to theirs. As much as they would love to believe that they're a, a Power 6 conference, as their conference commissioner likes to try to say from time to time, uh, <laughs> I, I think that you just look at the revenue and the, the current arrangements and financial deals and TV contracts. Uh, the Big 12 is going to do what it can to survive as a as a conference. And I think they're more likely to poach other conferences than to be poached more than Texas and Oklahoma jumping ship. Do you know who's really thrilled about this whole Big 12 situation? Do you know who's just jumping up and down and laughing with glee? Who? Nebraska. Nebraska? Yeah. Nebraska's just got to be like... Well, told you so. Saw it coming. Here they have like a, I mean, they have like a big bucket of popcorn sitting there chewing it and watching it with just laughing at the Big 12 of where it is and how it is right now. Uh, did you see the statement by Oklahoma State's, uh, I believe, president? Did you see this? Read this? Uh, I did, but now I can't remember exactly what he said. I remember it was pretty, pretty it, strong. It was bold. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably a kind way to put it. Um, where is it? I want to make sure I have the, and I think it was the president. I want to say, I'll have to find who it was. Anyways, uh, I mean, it is. It's it's bold because it it, it kind of tells you where, like, how upset this makes Oklahoma State. In fact, here is the president, Dr. K. Shrum, um, on the uh, on the whole movement and and just Oklahoma leaving earlier today. Oklahoma delivered a document to the Big 12 Conference Office which indicated they will not sign the Grant of Rights Agreement in 24-25. This action was strategic, deliberate, and is a result of months of planning with the SEC. We believe these conversations, which developed over a long period of time, are in clear breach of the bylaws of the Big 12 Conference and broke a bond of trust between our universities in existence for decades. Uh, it is difficult to understand how an Oklahoma institution of higher education would follow the University of Texas to the detriment of the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> Nevertheless, we are turning our eyes to the future and looking at what is best for Oklahoma State University. As And I love, because you said this earlier, over the last few days, I've received countless phone calls, texts, and emails, like you said every other conference has. Uh, and they said they are navigating the road ahead. Regardless of what comes next, OSU is dedicated to the state of Oklahoma. End quote. That's pretty salty. Who's more bitter, Oklahoma State or Texas A&M? Oh, that's a good question. Because Texas A&M and Texas, they really don't like each other, but yeah, they but try really hard to pretend that they don't care about each other. But because of their just how hard they try, is clear evidence that they really don't like each you other. See, and, and well, and then did you see the A&M statement? I think two days ago, where it was pretty much, and I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, look, we need to be happy that we get to sit at the table and have turkey, meat, and potatoes with all the other good people and the rich people, and we're happy to be here. 
Like, I mean, and just like 20 hours, 24 hours before that, it was, we are declaring war. This is unfair. This is injustice. We want out, you know, or, you know, we We will not vote to have them in. Yeah. Just like losing their mind. And the next day, we are very excited for the competition with Texas and we cannot wait to have them part of the SEC. (laughs) I think like the commissioner called him and said, dude, shut up or get out. You got two choices. This thing's happening. Go back. You better get on board. You go back to the Big 12 and play Loyola and Liberty and enjoy that. 9315 text into the show, Eric. I don't think Boise has any chances of moving because their money is just not there for them to go to the Big 12. Yeah, I agree. Boise is like the third or fourth revenue school in the Mountain West. Which surprised me. I mean, I, I've, I've seen this list before, but going over it again today and paying a lot closer attention, Colorado State, Air Force, they all have higher revenues than Boise State. 3537 text in. Please know, I don't think it's about the money. Not a single person will get rich off this move. The Big 12, the SEC, NCAA, and the teams there are, are that are in are all nonprofit tax-exempt entities with no shareholders. Texas already makes $120 million per year. It's about relevance and exposure, being on the big stage. Yes, these teams need to bring in revenue, but make no mistake, not a single person will get paid more off this move. I think Texas makes a ton of money going to the SEC, don't they? Well, I mean, they lose Oklahoma, the Oklahoma's, it's about, if it's about relevance, Oklahoma's been to the college football playoff. They've produced Heisman candidates and Heisman winners. They've had title aspirations and they've been in the hunt they've been in the discussion so for oklahoma yeah they've been a relevant program they've had an opportunity to sit at the table for a conference in or excuse me a national championship hey this might be too early to ask you but does texas keep the longhorn network or do they have to go to the sec network and they lose their tv rights oh i don't know because it's a separate deal because that is a big money maker that they get with the longhorn network that is huge I doubt they'll and give that up. I was gonna, and but I don't think the SEC would be like, yeah, we'd love to have the Longhorn Network a part of the SEC network. Paul Finnebaum or whatever his name would, would lose his mind. Not that it's really up to him. I'm just saying, egotistically. But was there a Big Twelve network? There, I know there was a Big Ten. There, there was, was a Big SEC. Ten network. There was a Pac-12 network. I don't think there was a Big Twelve network. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Our listeners can help me out. I never. Thought there was, I know there was a Longhorn Network, but I didn't think there was a Big 12 Network. Yeah, that could be intriguing. Uh, 3537, you're welcome. Thanks for texting in, by the way, and welcome to the show. Grateful to have you. Um, so, Eric, I guess more than anything, and because we got a lot to get to here, but how major of a change and how, uh, how seismic shift is this in three years? Because that TV rights deal expires in 25, but the SEC has already said, look, we're going to help you pay off the $76 million that you need, and we're going to make up that $76 million just like that. So how seismic shift is this in about three years when Texas and Oklahoma do go to the SEC? Uh, and then, like, the Pac-12, what happens to them? Big 12, of course, is the biggest question. Big 10, you know, are they? do they just sit around and say, yeah, that's cool. Two of the bigger programs in the country go to the SEC. We're just going to stand still, see, you know, see it all happen, and then... You know, this 12-team playoff, which could come to fruition here in the next two to three years as well, then it really gets intriguing because six, seven of those teams could be from the SEC. Yeah. Then you're looking at, like, this exact same problem. Yeah, it's true. What a mess. Yeah, I I think that the two conferences 
that are going to be mixed up the most in this turmoil will be the Big 12 and the American Athletic. Um, it might affect the Mountain West a little, but I don't think it's going to be a heck of a whole lot. Is there a chance the Big 12, if the AAU, uh, AAC, excuse me, uh, says, no, we want you to come to us, we're not going to go to you, does the Big 12 turn to Colorado State and Boise State? Sure, it's a that's a possibility. Wait, who? AAC or Big 12? No, Big 12. What is so attractive about Colorado State? Help me. What is Utah State has got to be much more attractive than Colorado State. Well, there's two big reasons. Help me here. One is they're right there in the Denver metro, so a much bigger media market. And uh, another one is geography. And I would think the third one, uh, why Colorado State would be ahead of Utah State, is revenues. Colorado State makes a lot more revenue than Utah State does. They do? <laughs> yes. I sound like naive when I say that, but I mean, how? Where do they get that revenue? Look, they just built a really big, nice football stadium. So, so my Utah State's adding on to theirs. Well, it's not the capacity, (laughs) not near the capacity in Fort Collins. Fort Collins is is not far from Denver. It pulls right into that media market. Their their coaches are paid some of the highest have the highest salaries in all the Mountain West. They've got a lot more revenue going to them than Utah State does. USU is not at the bottom, Dude, the Mountain if, West, thank goodness, but they're middle to the bottom of the middle of the pack. Dude, we're in deep crap if we lose Boise and Colorado State. I just, I mean, I know that kind of shows how small potato we are. But if we lose Boise State and Colorado State, you can kiss it goodbye. Yeah, we're wedged in between Nevada and UC Davis at 74th overall. Oh, sweet Pearl. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Below Buffalo and Old Dominion. And below Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. Utah State's not going anywhere. James Madison makes substantial more money than we do. It's kind of eye-opening. If, if the Mountain West is going to be an aggressor, I think that first to be maintaining membership, not letting Boise or, or San Diego State walk, finding a way to convince them to stay. Um, but then, I mean, who are they going to go after? Some schools in Texas, most likely. North Texas? UT San Antonio? Oh, don't, dude. Try to convince don't. SMU to come over? Oh. I mean, those it gets the Mountain West into some pretty strategic and really important media markets. And it's great for recruiting, but it's like the Sun Belt all over. But here. you're you're bringing in schools with far lower revenues that are relatively new to the Division One. They don't really help you with strength, like providing schools that are really going to be at the top and improve your competition. Oh, it's not. It's not at all. Nine three one. But those are those are programs, North Texas and UT San Antonio, that have been aggressive trying to grow their programs, but still they're pretty far behind. Nine three one five. What about basketball aspect of moving conferences? Because it, there... it's a nice thought, but basketball doesn't drive any of these conversations. None. None. Except if you're like Kansas, right? Like Kansas would drive that conversation, wouldn't it? The football revenue for Kansas is still 
up there. And yeah, basketball makes a, a lot of money. It's a big arena, uh, and that it's a great program. But at the end of the day, it's really football that that decides these conference realignments. I just i I hate the thought, and it makes me just shiver when you bring up the the, the schools of like UTSA and. Who else did you say? SMU, North Texas. North SMU. Texas. It's just a sunbelt all over again. And we're in this massive mess. And people are like, well, yeah, but we'll finish at the top of the conference. You're not playing anybody. You're not playing anybody. But it's the problem of where the Mountain West ge- ge- geography is. Like, there's there's no other schools unless you try to convince a Pac-12 the school them to leave, and they're never going to leave. Oregon State is never going to leave the Pac-12. Washington State will never leave the Pac-12. They got a good deal going there. Why oh, would yeah. they leave? Why would they leave? They are they get so much from uh, just their membership in the Pac-12. Even though, you know, the there are schools in, in uh, the Mountain West that are in much larger cities, much better situations. But because they're in the Pac-12, they automatically get big revenue deals from TV contracts. They play great schools all the time. Now, it's funny, Pac-12 has said that, you know what, we aren't really looking at accepting any new schools, but we are up to listening. What that tells me is, if you've got the right revenue, the right market, and uh, just the right attraction, we're probably going to take you. Because we got to build our empire over here, because we are getting left in the dust in regards to Power 5 conferences. If 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 you had to rank them right now, Pac-12's at the bottom, and then in regards to Power 5. Yes. And then when Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, if you rank it, the Power Pac-12 is still at the bottom of the pile. Uh, I would put them ahead of the Big 12 at that point. You think so? Yeah. Texas, Kansas State, or not, I'm sorry, Texas Tech, Kansas State, Baylor. Um, Kansas, I know in football is horrible, but I mean, Kansas, they're in basketball is great. Uh, man, I don't know. I still put them at the bottom. But... Yeah, Pac-12's got some thinking to do, too. And it was probably, like, God sent that they got a new commissioner because Larry Scott would have screwed that up in a heartbeat. Uh, well, yeah, does the Pac-12, do they continue to expand further west? Or, excuse me, further east? I mean, how far east do they exactly, go? Exactly, that's the question, is how far east do they go? What's an institution in the Big Colorado 12? Colorado State? Would Colorado State be a good Pac-12 school? No. pac is going to try to poach from another uh, power conference. I don't see the Pac-12 elevating a non-powers school that's already in a group of five program. Now, look, I know <laughs> I know this is not going to happen. Though that being said, they did that to Utah. That's true. I know this is not going to happen. Can we just hypothetically play with the thought of Matt Wells being in the Mount West Conference again? Please? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Could you uh, oh, be salivating? 9474, a couple quick tests, and we got to go to break. 9474, the best thing that could happen for Utah State is if the Pac 12 decides to expand in some way, somehow, some way, they add six teams and they go Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State, Colorado State. That's the only way that Utah State has a shot, is this Pac 12 wants to add 16 teams and they need a couple extra teams and they, and they throw Utah State in the mix. No. That's a nice thought experiment but no Pac-12 will will never invite Utah State too I, small dude I don't know who 8003 not is, relevant enough but 8003 deserves like a gift card and lots of love and chocolates and everything 
Uh, let's see. Audrey, you should never have to thank someone for listening. It is us that should thank you for gracing us with your presence on our radios. <laughs> I feel like that, Again, it's a burner dude, account. Dude, if that's like my uncle or something, I'm going to be kind of ticked off. But I love this 8003 <laughs> dude. I, I, God bless you. He even says, uh, Boise and Colorado State leaving would leave the Mountain West in a deep poop. Kind of like if Ajay left the full court press, the show would be doomed. And he capitalized <laughs> doomed with three exclamation points. God bless you, 8003. We need to have... Don't leave, Ajay. Don't leave. I am your one and only hope, Pikachu. All right, let's go to break. Coming back, uh, Savon Scarbershack Bond met at Mount West Conference Media Day with Craig Hislop. Let's get to some sound bites of them. They talked about the new coaching staff, the upcoming season, uh, and, and having COVID season last year and what that was like. So we'll, we'll hear from them. Fall Thanks camp's to- coming up. Yep, so we'll talk to them here in a little bit. We also got to talk Tokyo Olympics over the weekend. I told you, Utah State men's or USA men's basketball will not medal. I'm going to be right. <laughs> I'm going to be right. It's not over yet. <laughs> it's not over yet. Full court press on 1069 The Fan. This is Cache County Fire Chief Rod Hammer asking for your continued help. The state forester has determined that measures must be taken to prevent the ignition of forest and rangeland fires. Therefore, the following acts are prohibited. No building, maintaining, attending, or using any fire, campfire, or stove fire, including charcoal grills and barbecues, coal and wood-burning stoves and tent stoves, at homes and in developed camping and picnic grounds. There is an exception for devices using pellets, pressurized liquid fuel, or gas that include shutoff valves. They are permitted when used in an area at least three feet or more from flammable material such as grasses or pine needles. No smoking except within an enclosed vehicle, trailer, or building, a developed recreation site, or while stopped in an area that is paved or free from dry vegetation. No discharging or using any fireworks, tracer ammunition, or other pyrotechnic devices, including exploding targets. No cutting, welding, or grinding metals in areas of dry vegetation. No operating a motorcycle, chainsaw, ATV, or other small internal combustion engine without an approved and working spark arrestor. On behalf of all the firefighters in Cache County, we appreciate your efforts in preventing wildfire. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at GoANG.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Full court press, Eric Prince and Ajay Salsing, Cody in the house here. Uh, we had Mount, Mount West Conference Media Day, which wrapped up on this past uh, Thursday. Shaq and Savon, uh, Shaq Ball defensive back, uh, Savon Scarver, the All-American return specialist, uh, both uh, were in Las Vegas to meet with uh, Craig Hislip. We appreciate Craig going down and getting audio for us. Uh, new season, new era. I feel like we've been saying that every other two or three years. But here we are again. And uh, Shaq. Because it's true. It, it really is. So here's Shaq uh, talking about uh, working with uh, Blake Ganderson and this new coaching staff. Um, the the new coaching staff is great. Uh, we love them. They bring in a lot of energy. Um, they bring a lot of guys in with them uh, and a lot of good players, you know, not players that's 
coming in thinking they're you know top notch or this and that. There's players that's coming in willing, ready, willing and ready to work. Um, actually, get down and learn the system. And uh, Coach Bonda, that w- who is our coach, uh, safety's coach um, slash defensive coordinator, he's done a really good job of coming in and you know doing things his way. And not saying the way we've been doing things is wrong, but like you know polishing up on tackling, how to tackle, how to you know getting your neck out the way, how to stay injury free. Um, he brought a thing to us called football school. You know, think, learning things that's behind the scenes of plays and why they do this or when will they do this or if he lines up here this is what you can look for and things like that that we haven't really went over in the past so they've done a really good job of preparing us can i just say something that should be off the record but it's not gonna be off the record i heard that multiple times from multiple players that they were not prepared well by coaches in their in their specific positions that when they get on the field in the last it was, two seasons yeah yeah. Um, that they were just like the coaches did not prepare them the way they should have. Yep. And they go on the field and it was just totally by surprise what some of the things that they run. And then you'd be like, oh, they're getting gashed. Players are like, it's because they didn't tell us what was coming. That's playground ball. Not good. Nope. So, and so this does help though. It's right. I yeah. mean, when yeah. you have a coach who's like, hey, I care about you, I want to be successful. Here's what's coming. Here's how you can see it. It's like, oh, Okay, that's what that meant. That's why we were getting our butts kicked the last two years by Air Force. It helps. Yeah, I, I've always really appreciated uh, Shaq Bond. I think he's pretty straightforward. He's a good interview, very smart, intelligent uh, young man, good football player. And uh, that's. Uh, it sounds like some really good things that are happening now that should have been taking place before. But this coaching staff is taking a really good approach and really just – it's a good thing you know, as a new coaching staff, you're going to come in and say, we don't know what you know, so we're going to strip it down and we're just going to go from very basics and build from there. And a great opportunity to get this team all on the same page and recognizing things that could happen before they do happen, especially as a defense. Man, what a what an advantage if you can just by looking at way people are lined up and what tendencies are to anticipate what's going to happen. For a ball hawk like Shaq Bond, I'm excited to see what his season could look like if that uh, sinks in. In fact, being the ball hawk himself, Shaq on his best game while at USU. Here's Shaq on that. Man, that's a hard one. Um, I would say the best game I ever played where I felt like I showcased a decent amount of things at once would either be going against San Diego State or going against Nevada. Uh, San Diego State, I would say I showed, like you said, a lot of uh, – versatility of tackling uh, open field in gaps wherever you need me and then uh nevada just showing my sideline to sideline range that really kind of put that on film just to give you a glimpse of what what that is this team needs that leadership from shaq bond and that secondary so badly and um yeah that secondary we had hopes for last year high hopes for yeah Probably and, too high, I guess. Yes, and we uh, were sorely disappointed. But um, I am kind of excited about where it, it should be this year. I, I hope it's not a similar disappointment as we did had a year ago. Um, but I, I don't feel like it will be. I, I feel like this coaching staff is taking a fresher approach to things. And I think this is also a, a group, a unit, that kind of learned some things the hard way a year ago. And uh, with the experience coming back, and the talent and the speed coming back should be able to hold their own. Yeah. 
should be able to. And they're going to have their hands full, too. Nevada's going to be a problem. Right, do they got Nevada this year? They do, don't they? No, they don't. Uh, no, they're on a different yeah, rotation. They, they don't think. Goodness, boy, we picked a good yeah. year for that. You <laughs> can avoid Carson Strong, <laughs> With Romeo all due Dubs. Respect. No. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and turn our attention to Savon Scarver. Obviously, an All-American specialist did uh, did wondrous things. Uh, he comes back this year, and um, here is his thoughts on the new coaching staff. Uh, Coach Anderson, I love him. Uh, real high energy guy, really genuine. Um, I could tell that he's really about his players. I love all the all the new coaches that are here. You know, they're here. Not because it's just business. They're here because they want to win games. Uh, coming from these bigger schools, coming to Utah State, uh, because they have love for the game and they want to uh, help us succeed and, and get us to where we want to be. So, again, you just you hear that like, oh, hey, they actually care about us and they want us to go win games. Like, and, and, and I mean, it's just right well, between the lines. I, I want to be careful. I don't think it was the entire coaching staff. No, that took that approach last year. I think there were. Several coaches on that staff who did really care about the players and did everything they could in their power. Well, what I'm saying is when the head coach but doesn't, it makes it difficult. There were some who were checked out. Yeah. Not just one. I think there were some yeah. who were checked out. I would agree. And it, as more time has gone from that season and the season before, it's become more clear what was and wasn't happening in that uh on that football field and on the sidelines and in the uh, those uh, meetings in that uh, north end zone complex. It's disappointing. Speaking of the COVID season last year, that ended up being a disaster. Here's saving on that. Uh, it was a little bit of adversity, you know, because COVID affected the world, not just football. It affected the world. I had family uh, pass away from it, so it was a big deal. I'm glad that we're finding ways to maneuver through this. And, you know, right now, uh, there's like a new Delta spreading out. So I recommend that everybody, you know, stay safe, get vaccinated because I want to play games. And I know the, my guys on the team definitely want to play games. And I know if we don't get vaccinated, there could be a mishap and they could end up like last season where we forfeit the games if we have people out. So, you know, um, I'm just excited that, you know, we're moving forward on from COVID, though. I think he's speaking of Washington State on that regard. <laughs> Uh, no, he's right. I mean, he's right, though. Like, look, it only takes one person to cost you a football game. And this year, well, they're not making up those games. It doesn't necessarily take just one person. But um, if it does spread with contact tracing, it could affect the whole But we know how whole this unit. goes. Right. Yeah. It could, like, if you get your quarterbacks that are either sick or in contact tracing, what do you do? I mean, you don't – what do you do? You have yeah. to, yeah, call the game. So – yeah, good for him. And it, you, uh, my heart goes out to anybody who's had family or close yeah, friends, people Spavon close did. to them who've lost uh, those people because of COVID. Yeah, that sucks. It's uh, it's really hard, especially now where it's totally preventable. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I'm with Savon. Like, con- you know, have conversations with your medical professional who you trust, but at least have that conversation. Yeah. Don't rely on a meme. Or somebody who keeps posting things that doesn't have proper medical training on either side, uh, contact a medical professional and ask them. Uh, have that conversation with them. It's your choice, your decision. But uh, for the football players, it's uh, you know you're right. One person's carelessness could affect multiple players and could affect the, the team and their entire ability to to play a game or not. 
Eric, we are, <laughs> believe it or not, we are one month and three days away from the season opener at Washington State in Pullman, Washington. Fall camp starts next week. Am I, am I right on that? You know, when does fall camp start for Utah State? Uh, I don't even know. usually like the first week of August. <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say first week of August, which would be next week. For uh, and Actually, that would be right. First week of August, oh. next week. They start fall camp. High school football starts in two weeks, and NFL starts their preseason stuff next week. No, two weeks, excuse me. So we are just about there with football season getting underway. Uh, I, look, I, again, I, I think you're right. I just want to echo what you said. The defensive back, they need some leadership. I think Shaq Bond's that guy. I think the offensive, they need some leadership. I think Logan Bonner can help in that regard. It's great to have Tevin, Devin Tompkins back, though. He's going to be a huge part of that. And then they're going to need some big special teams plays from or special teams play from Savon Scarver as well. Yeah, uh, and as we said, you know, there's still some big question marks about this football team that need to be answered. Um, and uh, really excited to see when they start reporting and uh, if we get to go to some of these practices and see these scrimmages to see what that offensive line is going to look like. What's the defensive line going to look like? I'm feeling pretty good about the, the linebacker core. I'm feeling pretty good about the secondary. I feel good about the wide receivers. I feel good about the quarterback. I think there's a good stable of running backs, but it's that line of scrimmage on either side that gives me the most concern that I just, I'm not sure about yet. Um, I'm not sure if I should read this. 8798. Yeah, we'll read it. Eric, why do you keep saying it's a person's choice to get the vaccine, but then turn around and say people are being careless by not getting the vaccine? Just because an athlete decides he, she does not want the vaccine does not mean he, she is being careless. No, what I mean by that is someone is, if they're careless in what they do and going out to a bunch of big gatherings and there's a lot of other people that haven't been vaccinated and they bring that back and it causes an outbreak, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you choose not to that be vaccinated, sense. and I understand there's reasons not to, I think you still have to be cautious about where you go and what you do. Yeah. And... So it's still your personal choice. I think you just have to be cautious, like I said. And then before we go to break, Piranha's text in. Wow, thanks, AJ. Throw the rest of us loyal listeners and AJ uh, supporters under the bus because a new number text in. Look, Piranha's. Okay, we're boys. You and I, I like, you're my first love, all right? You and I are boys. We're, we're pals. So, no, it's, you, yeah, you and I. New is always better. Okay? Brown sugar and the white mamba. That is what me and Piranha's are. Pals, buds, forever. BFFLs. Hey, uh, the Olympics are going on. We need to talk about what happened over the we weekend. We are pick six results, too. Oh, yes, that's right. It has uh, Cody didn't do them. Uh, I wasn't no, there. He wasn't there. And I haven't tabulated them. Maybe we can do that during the break. Okay. Well, maybe we can do that tomorrow, too. Yeah. But uh, opening ceremonies underway. Games are already. Matches are underway. Uh, early returns, early reviews on the Olympics. Team USA, how they're doing. We'll discuss that coming up next in the Full Court Press. Wouldn't it be nice to work for a company that puts their employees first and isn't afraid to say thanks for a job well done? An employer who respects you and has no problem rewarding you with a competitive wage and benefits package? You belong with a company like 3rd Gen Machine right here in Logan. 3rd Gen Machine is hiring CNC operators, machinists, and maintenance technicians. Apply on Indeed. Just go to Indeed.com and search 3rd Gen Machine. Trust me, 3rd Gen Machine is where you want to be. Equal opportunity employer. And the winner is 
Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Voted best appliance dealer in northern Utah. This is Jay at Daryl's Appliance. We sincerely thank you, Cash Valley, for your vote. We want to share more great news by introducing the newest member of our Scratch and Dent family, Whirlpool. That's right, we now carry Whirlpool-made appliances at scratch and dent prices, always backed by our exclusive two-year warranty and our famous Daryl service team. Come check us out today, Daryl's West on Airport Road. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexburg drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store, and one major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, S.E. Needham's is as lower, lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, student discounts, or so-called wholesale prices. So when it's time for an engagement ring, come to the store where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're, we're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky and he is Michael Jordan. And um, he's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hi, welcome back to the Full Court Press. Just, you know, my co-host was taking care of stuff. So we had a bill him out. break. You're welcome, America. <laughs> when I'm gone, you guys can't do the full. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hey, uh, really quickly, let's get to the Olympics portion of uh, things. Uh, right now, Team USA uh, trails in the gold medal, or it's me, in the medal count by four to China. They're in second place, but already off to a great start in double digits and in the medals, they have seven gold, three silver, four bronze. China, four gold, five silver, three bronze. Or sorry, six gold, five silver, seven bronze. I say, what are you looking at? Yeah, sorry, dude. Shut it. All right, Mr. I have my pick six. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, again, Japan right now leads all with eight gold in the gold medal count, but they have 13 total medals right now. Uh, by the way, uh, sad, sad performance by Team USA. I get up at 6 a.m. to watch Team USA play France, and Rudy Gobert chews apart everybody who comes into his way. Uh, Fournier had his way. Yeah, well, sort of Rudy. Okay, yeah, 28 Fournier points. was good. But Rudy Gobert was a monster inside. It was sad to watch. It wasn't fun to watch. Yeah, I, well, it was like they were doing okay, and then they just totally collapsed in the last couple of minutes. France goes on a 16 to 2 run to close the game. Team USA had like a 4.6 point lead with like 4 minutes to go. And then they don't they don't score another field goal. I uh I'm I'm starting to wonder about Popovich. Like is the guy just out there to hang out in Tokyo? What? I know. Are you starting to swing to my side here on this I position? Am. I am a swinger. <laughs> and wow. good, to, good to know. And 
glad we got that out of the way. But no, okay, like, dude, make an adjustment. Do something. And, and like, I mean, seriously. Do something. Do something. Please. <laughs> Coach, we're getting our buzz kicked. Steady. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> and we lost. What, what, what is it? What was the text from 8003, <laughs> the Jim Rome thing? Is that him? Bend over, here it comes again. <laughs> I mean, dude, we are so done for. They're, they're, I mean, they're going to be Iran. Is it Iran? Is that how you say it, by the way? Is it Iran? Iran? Is it, it's Iran? Or Iran? I, Iran? I, no, Iran? I, where did you both. run to? No, I thought the country <laughs> was pronounced Iran. It's Iran. Well, we're losing to them. I don't even know who they have on their team. But we're going to lose to them. And and what was the whole idea of in that final position when they're down 76-74? Hey, let's take five threes. We got five chances. Kevin Durant's going to take a three. Damian's going to take a three. Jerry Holiday's going to take a three. Oh, yeah. And our best player was a guy who just got off the plane and got there at 1 o'clock in the morning and then played. Jerry yeah, Holiday, Holiday was, was best the best. Player. The best guy they had. We suck. It looked like street ball. It looked bad. Yeah, dude. It did look not look good. Who's the worst USA coach? Greg Popovich or Larry Brown? I miss Coach K now. I really do. Because I felt like he actually gave a crap. I don't think Popovich even cares anymore. And if he can't meddle in this, he has to retire. There has to be like an ultimatum <laughs> from Colangelo. Like either like you meddle or you're retiring from the NBA and coaching. Because this is embarrassing. Like, it's... He got out coached. He got out coached. Right. Like, you can't make adjustments. He's going to make. St- I, didn't, I didn't even watch the post game comments from him, and I, I don't want to. You sure? Because we could get you some audio. He'll make some comment about, that's a really good team. You guys aren't giving them respect. Which is respect. exactly what he said, actually. I am so tired of that line. <laughs> that's what he said, too. It's exactly what he said, word for word. It's like, and then Brian Windhorst gets on an ESPN interview and he goes, uh, he's not right, but he's definitely wrong. <laughs> like, okay. Uh-huh. He, he just said he just he got out coached. They weren't physical enough. They got and that's the other thing is that in the fever world, they'll just beat the crap out of you because the refs are Good. like, you know what? Go wild. Good. You want to make them bleed? By all means, poke them right in the eye. Well, it's shorter quarters, it's more physical, and look, this USA team has to adjust and that coaching staff's not got them prepared enough. And they got a lot of uh, shooters, scorers. They didn't get any physical bruisers in there. The only guy that's like that is uh, Golden State. I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Uh, Draymond Green? Yeah. Draymond is the only guy that'll get in there and mix things up. Name one other guy on that roster right now who's willing to get in there and mix it up. Javel. JaVale's not a bruiser. Of course not. JaVale's not even a basketball player. (laughs) So, wait. When does Team USA basketball play again? They play Iran. They play Iran. Uh, I think it's... Is it today? Tuesday. Well, I might be... So, So later tonight. It's Wednesday slash Tuesday. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, they play Iran. Nope. They play them on Thursday at 1240. No. 10.40 p.m. Do you have the results? 
Of pick six? Yeah, are you still working on it? Well, I'm trying to determine U.S. women's soccer, was it against New Zealand or against Sweden? Sweden. No, New Zealand. Team USA women's. Well, because they've had two games. Oh, they have. Did we well, ever... it would have been New Zealand, right? Because that's the 24th. Uh, Yeah, I guess. Um, yes. 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 Ab- absolutely. Let me work on their website. Ah, but it's not. Sh- what I'm looking at isn't showing me a box score. Uh yeah, I don't have a box score either. Oh, but they, dude. By the they way, won they won six to one, but I don't know who scored what goals. Who made that pick six? Was that you? That was probably you too, wasn't it? Mm. You genius. No, that was you. Uh, let's have. You know what? It doesn't matter. Let's say it's Abby Dalkemper. Let's see. It was her. They scored six goals. Can't yeah. just say that. <laughs> All six was her. <laughs> Her and Tierna Davidson, the goalie. Okay, here we'll, we'll just go through what we do have. Is she even playing? Um, okay, Rudy Gobert blocks versus Team USA. We set the line at two and a half. He had zero. We both took the under. I feel like I'm going to get screwed on this, but go ahead. Three on three men's basketball. Have you watched any of these three on three? No. It's I, actually kind of funny to watch. I have better things to do. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Poland versus Latvia. Who would win? Oh, my gosh. If it was Laffy Taffy, I'm going to be... It was Latvia. Are you kidding? They beat Poland. I took Latvia. You took Poland. Uh, Max Scherzer strikeouts versus the Orioles on Saturday. Turns out he didn't throw. Yeah, he didn't throw. So we'll just... If I freaking lost, I'm going to be livid. Uh, Team USA over France. Uh, and uh, we said Team USA by nine and a half. Well, they ended up losing. I I did take the under, so that would mean I won that one. You took the over. What the uh, flip, AJ? Kevin Durant points versus France. It's the my line turn! 15 and a half. <laughs> my turn! He only scored 10. You said it was my turn. I took the under. You took the over. That's another one for me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what we don't know is t- uh, U.S. women's soccer. Who scored the goals? But doesn't matter. If you got it right, it wouldn't matter. Oh, wow. Well, so guess I, what? I got four. Guess you got one. Flipping what? Yours truly. You may have gotten two. Dude, you know what? That doesn't even count because you didn't even do the results and you probably got all the lines wrong, too. So you know what? We're not even counting this one. I'm so sick of this. I am so sick of losing. (laughs) Is that why you put that magazine on my desk? I'm tired. By the way, yeah, was that from Candy Cane? Very cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Hey, where is that thing anyways? I got rid of it. Where? (laughs) You want to go dig it out? I'm just asking for a friend. I'm just I'm sorry, I just want to read some sports updates. <laughs> Take it home. Are you serious? Got to read up on some athletes. Over this. What time, dude? I don't even want to play, dude. I'm done. With pick six. Okay, when season four starts next Monday, pick six is over. Are we clear? This is our last edition of pick six ever again. Because it's just stupid. it's a full court press tradition. Okay. Where's Jim Nance when you need him? A tradition unlike any other. It's like Utah and Utah State. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The U.S. men's basketball team lost its first game since 2004 on Sunday. Somehow, Team USA forgot how to shoot down the stretch against France, and they couldn't even stop Evan Fournier. This team doesn't want to be associated with the 04 squad that won a bronze in any way. That team was the perfect example of how talent alone doesn't win 